welcome to the Holden Village podcast. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. So my name is Michael Ramos. Uh, I serve as executive director of the Church Council of Greater Seattle, which works with many different denominations, including the Lutheran Church in King and South Snohomish counties in the Seattle area. And we, our organization has existed for 102 years, and we have been moving over the years toward more of a community organizing approach. And this includes the work of immigration accompaniment and solidarity, for which I have been sharing a bit this week. Interestingly enough, I came to Holden Village for one day 35 years ago with a Salvadoran gentleman who was seeking asylum, and we talked about immigration accompaniment and solidarity (laughs) for the one day I was here. Now, what I remember is coming up on the bobcat in the middle of winter and snow is on the ground. My Salvadoran friend and I were cold, but other than that, we uh, we were welcomed here. People were eager to talk with us. Life has its way of coming full circle and was invited to consider uh, sharing a bit about our current work here 35 years later. And so uh, my wife Donna and I were able to make it up for this uh, wonderful week of both sabbatical and sharing. So the workshop had four sessions and each of which built on the others. The general direction was that It was about immigrant accompaniment and solidarity, particularly focused on our Central American neighbors from El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, and also Haiti, as the crisis has intensified in that country at the same time. These are immigrant communities who tend to fall through the cracks. They do not have a set refugee program or admittance policy that allows them not just to survive, but to thrive in the United States. We have run into the reality intensified this very week here of the crisis at the border, a border with crisis which is manufactured by United States policy, which makes it impossible for people to seek asylum, which is a fundamental human right uh, to say that they are fleeing persecution and are at risk of possible death should they be returned to their home countries. So we've talked about a process of accompanying immigrants that is anti-racist in nature and that suggests that we walk alongside one another, not ahead of, not behind, and that we do not subscribe to the sometimes patronizing practices of how we treat our immigrant neighbors. Rather, we learn to listen We practice learning together. We seek ways of hearing what immigrant communities want and individuals want, and how do we provide support, accompaniment to hearings, hospitality, services, a general welcome, and seek to change the conditions that underlie their situation. So there's been a movement through the course of the week from accompaniment to solidarity. Solidarity means changing unjust policies to humanize situations that are, as we determined, cruel, inhumane, and unjust. The group, even though it varied somewhat during the week, was brilliant and came up with a solidarity platform, which we're going to share with the Holden, wider Holden community. 
suggesting what needs to change in our practice and policy in the United States, both to alleviate suffering and harm and also to create meaningful reform. We determined at the beginning that this is the moment to act. And as I approached these sessions, I was focused on action, what we could do together. And it's not that there's a set prescription of what should be done, but that everyone is challenged to discern what is the action or next step that I can take in light of my faith and in light of the reality which I have heard and shared about. And so the movement is not just knowing about an issue, but also acting accordingly. And so we have the capacity to act. Do we have the audacity to follow through on it? And we used a methodology called See, Judge, Act, Evaluate, Celebrate. And that methodology is based on Christian-based communities um, in Latin America. <clears throat> and then it simply put, and applies to all sorts of pastoral matters. See reality for what it is. Judge or discern in the light of the gospel. Act to transform or to change situations to evaluate from a perspective not of critique but of growth, and also to celebrate. Celebrate in a spirit as the Salvadoran women who have taught me, convivencia, community together, community that is joy in the midst of suffering and sorrow, community that helps create situations of peace and tranquility where we can break together and not worry about the liminal space of our legal status or this space of what might happen to me next, but where we can be ourselves um, and share ourselves openly, honestly, and therefore be given the energy to go forward in our lives, whatever our circumstances exist. Mm -hmm. So that methodology of see, judge, act, evaluate, celebrate permeated our sessions together, and I believe that the group was extremely receptive to that and will find other ways to adapt it in their own practice. My experience working with churches for the last 35 years, um, and largely I've been in ecumenical and broader context, so not necessarily directly working for a congregation or a parish, and that is the tendency in the highly educated, maybe upper middle class, and particularly white church, of wanting to know about people, no more, no more data, no more facts, and then to believe that that itself changes the conditions or the circumstances that impacted communities are undergoing. That's not true. The only way to change the circumstance is to find ways to act together. To take the knowledge and convert it to action, you can gather outside an immigration detention center with a thousand people therein, and you can pray for the people inside, you can learn that there are a thousand people in there, and if you fail to assimilate the story of the suffering that is occurring there, <clears throat> the tragedy of separation of families, the trauma that people have experienced on the long journey here, the uncertainty of if they will be deported to danger, then we will have missed the opportunity for Christian witness or solidarity that is before us. And that would, be, that would be not in keeping with what our call is as a church. 
it is a blessing that the theme of the Samaritan journey was the theme for this week. The Samaritan teaches us, the, one who, the Samaritan who is the other, the enemy of a Jewish person, the one who is <clears throat> marginalized, teaches us that it's by being moved in your very guts, by moved in the heart, that we find the will, including the political within us, to take action and decisive action to change situations that are unjust. And so the call, whether it's through the Samaritan story or through the concept of immigrant accompaniment, is that we're moved heart to heart. And it's at that level that the inspiration and the energy for change occurs. Over time, it's by building personal relationships. Thomas Merton, the Trappist monk, says, with all our efforts for social change, we can't expect the results necessarily to happen. Sometimes they just occur, but it's not our doing, but it's God working through us. In the end, he says, it's the reality of personal relationships that saves everything. And so whether it is immigrants who were in sanctuary during the 1980s, one of whom I accompanied here 35 years ago to the trauma around Proposition 187 in California in 1994, where we formed an organization called the Interfaith Movement for Immigrant Rights. We ran into people from different countries and backgrounds, and they all have a rich story and experience, and they were facing a similar challenge, that without status they could be denied education, health care, services, at least in the Proposition 187 in California, and to struggle against that together and to, to recognize that, as we called it, the hardworking, faith-filled and family-oriented reality of mo all the immigrants and refugees whom I encountered over the years, that in hearing people's stories and listening to their experiences, that we realize that it's possible to make change together. And fundamentally, and this comes full circle to today, in the language, rhetoric, practices, and actions of dehumanization, we're called to change the story, to change the narrative of dehumanization and in policy enforcement-only strategies to one of meaningful reform where families are together, where people have a pathway to citizenship, where people are respected and treated with dignity and work, and where due process is followed. All these matter. And so we were able to share together and in hearing people's stories that there is a motivation to act. And in this particular week, at this particular time in Holden Village, there's an urgency to act. And so we tapped into that energy. And I think people found both energy and direction and I thought could enter into the movement from accompaniment to solidarity in a meaningful way, and for that I'm grateful. The Church Council of Greater Seattle has a very good website, www.thechurchcouncil.org, um, and a variety of matters that we work with using this methodology and especially around the work around faith and land <clears throat> and how our rootedness in land leads to some uncoverings uh, and changing our perception about stewardship and about who we're accountable to.
The other effort is our accompaniment effort, uh, which involves accompanying people to hearings and to meetings, and we have volunteers participating in that in different ways. We have a training in cultural humility to help people uh, prepare for that. And so by contacting me uh, or the church council, we can, you can get involved in accompaniment efforts or public policy efforts as well. And we hope to share the solidarity platform that we came up with with the delegation in this state and that people will be able to see it and carry forward it in their own ways wherever they are in the United States. So exciting opportunities there. And I consider it another opening of partnership between the Church Council of Greater Seattle, which has a very long and rich history, and Holden Village, which has a long and rich history as well. And I'm happy to be part of the life stream this season with you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. Blessings and peace to you.